welcome to Koshian Cast, the weekly sports anime fan podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a special guest, Matt. Hello. Hey, so here we are again. We're going to do another review from the summer season. Today we're going to be looking at Dive. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, decided, as we often do these days, to um, go over some, some of the big ideas about the show and then try and draft uh, some of the characters. Uh, this time we have two categories that we're going to be drafting. We're going to be drafting who we think is uh, the most compelling character. <laughs> which, you know, relatively. Yeah, in relative terms of the show. <laughs> and then we're going to do a new category that we've never done before. We're going to draft who do we think is the most actively mediocre character. <laughs> so not a negative character, not a positive character, but just like... A, a character a, a, a character who exists right in the neutral zone of disinterest um so we'll see we'll see where that goes um but before that i want to start off uh just with a brief summary of the show and uh what we were thinking about coming into it so so dive tells the story of a junior high student named tomo who is a member of his local diving club and he's learning how to compete uh, he looks up to a high school diver named Yoichi who helped get him into the sport in the first place. Uh, and he's joined by another student named Okitsu who moves down from up north. And the three of them sort of work together in order to uh, get on the Olympic diving team. Um, going into the show... I, I think I was expecting this, like most people, I was expecting this to be a clone of the show Free, which right. is, makes sense because Free was about, you know, a small group of boys who want to swim together. Like, it's not a huge departure to have a small group of boys who want to dive together. Uh, it seems like it could draw in the similar appeal of muscular boys wearing Speedos. Um and so I was really expecting it to just try and focus on the sort of Fujoshi market and be more about the eye candy than anything else. Right. I, I did have one hope for the show, which was uh, it was being done by uh, Noitama. Uh, I know I butchered that name, but it's effectively... They, they've done a lot of uh, more art house type of works in the past. Like last year... Actually, around this time, we had covered uh, Battery from them, which was kind of... It, it was a bit more of a slice-of-life uh, series about baseball that turned out to have some more interesting, like, beneath-the-surface-like uh, undertones. Yeah, it was it was really kind of interestingly told metaphor, ultimately. Right. Um, so that was kind of my one hope for the series. Also, the fact that, like Battery, it was based off a novel. Not a light novel, but like an actual novel. Yeah. So I, I had some hope that it could have turned out to be a little bit interesting. And my stance is it almost did. Yeah. Um. So, like, this show almost feels like two completely different shows at times. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the first six episodes are easily the most interesting part about it. It's about... It's largely about Tomo's, like... He's kind of growing up. He's sort of... 
he's sort of struggling to figure out where he wants to go in life. Like, you know, he's part of this diving club and he does like to dive, but, you know, he's also got, like, a social life. And he doesn't really know how to interact with his... Like, you know, he actually has a girlfriend, but he doesn't know how to interact with her. Like, you know, he's... You know, it's very true to life a lot of times. Like, it, it kind of captures that sense of being very true to life. Mm -hmm. um, especially with how he kind of struggles to, like... Like, understand his girlfriend, Miyu. The fact that he tries to... Uh, like, like, he doesn't even know how to talk to her. He kind of gets nervous around her, to be honest. And, you know, he he does, he's kind of embarrassed by the fact that he, like, dives. And he, he's so embarrassed he doesn't want her to watch. Stuff like that. Um, and then the last six episodes take a complete tonal shift. Mm -hmm. um, because it, cause it's it, it kind of stops focusing on Tomo. He's kind of still always around. But then all of a sudden it's about Yoichi and Okitsu. Yeah. Um... And it's kind of about how they all sort of come together as a social group. Yeah, it, it, it really gets... It, it's not clear whether there's a main character at a certain point. Yeah, like... It, like, the story was definitely about Tomo at first. Mm -hmm. But then he just sort of falls into the background. It, like, I, I guess it's like, it spent so much time talking about Tomo, you know... One of the things I thought it had done very well was make sure was make the viewer you know aware that Tomo was the star of the show, and then out of nowhere it just pulls that away. Like suddenly he's no longer the star. Suddenly we have to focus on all the other boys in this club, and like still pretending that it put that much weight on their story. Like it had been putting all of this the same amount of weight on their story as they had Tomo when it clearly had not. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I, I, I don't know, the series is just, like, it, it, it kind of goes into this whole thing about how, like, the boys need to, like, find their own path in life, you know, they're, they're gonna kind of try and live, ter like, live life on their own terms through diving. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things where it says that so many times that it becomes a point in itself, but I'm not sure I ever got to where i understood what they meant by it right you know well, like so tomo is the one who talks about this the most he says like okay i want to see i want to see a sight that no one else can see because i alone can feel it and that result is that you know for a while it seems like oh i want to go to the olympics because nobody else can go to the olympics you know people don't go to the olympics that often so it's gonna be me but then he right. decides he doesn't actually care about results. He just wants to dive his best dive, and that will be a sight no one else can see. So it's about... But I, I don't know, and that's fine, and, you know, doing the best you can is not exactly an original or an unacceptable theme in sports anime. Right. It just seems like, based on the first half, where it seemed like it was so realistic to the motivations of high school age students and how they interact and what they're looking for that to settle on the most bland and generic sports anime motivation possible of i want to be great at this thing uh it, <laughs> that's about as deep as it got i was a little disappointing right and not only that but it's like you know, Tomo kind of decides, like, hey, you know, I thought I was going to the Olympics because I wanted to, but it was really because people were deciding that for me. But, you know, now I've decided that what I want to do 
is go to the Olympics. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost wish he had just started playing lacrosse or something, you know? Right. Like, just do something that actually proves that you changed. So he's like, well, now I just want to do the exact same thing that everyone wants me to do, but I also want to do it. Yeah, kind of. Like, nothing about the structure of the show changes with this decision. Yeah. Uh, like, with how big of a deal that they make about how Tomo's the one who truly understands the passion of diving, he's not really doing anything all that functionally different. Um, and it just, it doesn't ver- do a great job at defining any sort of real story or structure, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you're kind of, like... Like, Yoichi sort of falls into this mindset, too, where he thinks, like, oh, you know, I'm going to f- be like Tomo now, too, and I'm going to define my own path. So, because it's like, I don't think I'm worthy of the Olympics, so I'm going to talk to the uh, the head of Japanese aquatic sports and, you know, talk to him about his selection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out, oh, I immediately regret that because I wasn't considering the options of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I kind of feel like it's just sort of flying by the seat of its pants at times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of, like, what is it about Yoichi that's just that much different from Tomo? Because, you know, Yoichi doesn't have the same, like, Tomo just also doesn't have the same pressures as Yoichi to, you know, kind of keep his father employed for, I guess, reasons that are not fully explored, but... Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I think a lot of these problems would be resolved if we'd gotten all of the material. You know, it, right. w- w- our, our feeling... Starting after um, Tomo and Yoichi, like, went to China and came back with nary a scene to depict it. What we started to think was, there's... They realized how much material they have to get through, and they're going at too slow a pace. You know, because the pace on the first half of the show was fine. It was good. You know, they were building up characters reasonably well. Like, there was a lot of mystery. There was some intrigue. You know, it was good. Um... The second half of the show, it felt like they had so many events they had to get through that instead of making you believe the character motivations, they just had the characters state their motivations as if they were self-evident. Right, and they aren't really, and frankly, just having them state them is the least interesting way you could possibly go about depicting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Matt, I, I don't know if you want to go ahead and uh, start off yeah, or let's do it. start with our draft. Yeah, um, so we're going to do, we're each going to have one pick in our two categories. Uh, So I'm going to start off with the first pick for the best character in Dive. um, And then Matt will have the first pick for the best mediocre character in Dive. (laughs) All right, so the best best overall character in Dive. um, I'm sure you can expect this one. It's a very popular character. It's one that we've all looked up to. It's Chikua, Tomo's dog. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I am still going to pick a weird one. I'm going to pick Miyu, who is... She was on my list, too! Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, So it was uh, Tomo's girlfriend at the beginning of the show. Um, What I like about her arc is that she... By the end of the show, she's the only one who still has believable motivations. Right. Um, because she starts dating Tomo because, like, she, you know, whatever, they're in ninth grade, effectively, you know, so they're in the last year of junior high. Right. And, um, 
but and so they're they're really not sure why they're dating she thinks he's cute or interesting but they're still just basically trying to get to know each other you know it's not exactly this dramatic romance they're just kind of hanging out and he said he would be your boyfriend but he doesn't even know what he's supposed to do because he's never had a girlfriend before and it's just awkward and uncomfortable but she clearly is trying really hard to um maintain a relationship with him and to build a relationship and i i don't know it just felt every scene she was in felt authentic i'll admit the sort of breakup revelation where it it becomes evident that she's been hanging out with his brother and she's crying with orange juice and a ps3 controller in front of her was kind of funny um but still it it always made sense where she was coming from and the ramifications of that relationship were some of like that was that was a much more interesting arc than any of the diving stuff itself yeah no i mean i totally agree like that was pretty much precisely my mentality about her as well like her entire character kind of represented the sort of most like the twist that she was actually cheating on uh tomo with his brother was the most interesting uh revelation of the entire series and it was like that moment was probably the most fun i actually like as weird as it sounds like watching like a younger brother be uh get cheated on uh in thanks to his older brother you know so it's weird to say enjoy him and but you know i that was the most fun i actually had watching the series because it had the most clear ramifications for him as well mm-hmm. like the series had actually done a great job communicating that like sort of telegraphing that if you had been paying attention and you know seeing how because to- there was nothing really about the series before that made it that really made it self-evident that, you know, Miu would ever have any reason to be unfaithful. But at the same time, you could kind of tell, yeah, these two are not comfortable with one another. And they're, like, she, like, he clearly does not have, like, he, like, he needs to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay, so my pick for the best character is, uh, Coach Asaki. Mm, that was my um, other pick, too. <laughs> there aren't other, very many other interesting characters yeah. but I, I generally appreciated coach asaki's presence because she generally seemed like she had everything together she was generally kind of fun to watch mm-hmm. uh like it, it was kind of entertaining to kind of see her interact with the boys kind of it was kind of nice to see a character who was just so self-assured as to who they were and what they were looking to achieve. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed a lot of her frankness throughout the entire series whenever the boys tried to call her out. And she pretty much just never missed a beat when it came to that because there was a scene I remember with Yoichi where he was just like, oh, you're just trying to do this because you're trying to get good with your grandfather. It's like, you feel guilty about what happened with your grandfather and you're just like, blah, blah, blah. And he, she's like, yeah, what's your point? What do you care? Mm-hmm. It's like you. It's like we should be taking advantage of one another. You should be taking advantage of my abilities. What do you care? What my motives are? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have. I have all sorts of motives. People are complex. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, so it, it was kind of nice to at least have a strong character that you could kind of latch onto and sort of enjoy watching. And I can't exactly say that I ever was disappointed whenever I saw Asaki on screen. Like, generally when she was in a scene, it was a little bit more just entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, she... 
also was the center of this multi-episode plot of all the boys freaking out that she's gonna leave and right what the the eventual resolution was she was just like oh no i'm not you know she, <laughs> they, they had spent weeks agonizing over the possibility of her going anywhere else and her response right. was like oh no you misheard me so oh okay uh and but you know i can at least buy that sort of freak out at the very least from tomo like there's some other arguments to be made about like the other two characters like i mean even okitsu i could kind of buy yoichi was kind of the odd one out there but Mm -hmm. you know at the very least she was built up to be such a force in these boys life that i could at least kind of appreciate it i do also want to point out that that scene also had one of the more unintentionally funny moments in the entire series when all the boys are going around explaining to Asaki uh like how much they mean she means to them and then they go they turn to Reiji and they're like well come on Reiji it's like you gotta say something too and Reiji's just kind of like uh I didn't really know you to be honest um yeah it'd suck if you were gone but uh shoot I didn't really know you that well so yeah and, th- and that was kind of funny after the fact but mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Uh, so, Matt, do you want to tell me who's the best at being mediocre? Okay, so my pick for the most mediocre is going to be Atsuhiko Yamada, uh, also known as Pinky. Uh, so, in a show that was generally doing a pretty solid job of uh, kind of keeping it pretty grounded, his introduction was kind of out of place, I would say, but not in, like, a terrible way. Like, his character is at least a little amusing just by the fact of how seriously he takes his rivalry with Yoichi. Uh, like, like the, the character is in place to at least be kind of fun in a different series. Like, if he had shown up in a series like, I don't know, like All Out or Haikyuu, you know, the sort of, like, overly flashy, sort of almost flamboyant character who's, like, so ultimately passionate about making a scene, but then sort of chokes up, like, as soon, you know, as soon as he, it, like, when push comes a shove. You know, that's kind of a fun character trope. But he's incredibly mediocre in the series just because he's so out of place with the tone that the show had kind of set up. You know, this is, was sort of meant to be the sort of down-to-earth sort of slice-of-life kind of finding-your-own-place-in-life sort of series, you know? Pinky is just sort of this weird amalgamation of different sorts of weird tropes that you would find in a battle sport series. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't necessarily, like, dislike him, but in this series, just any time he came on screen, I just sort of shut my mind off. Yeah, it's hard to believe he's a real person. Right. And again, that's not a problem in a different type of sports anime, but in Dive, you know, context kind of matters here. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make a similar pick and say that uh, the most aggressively mediocre character is Yoichi. Yep. So he <laughs> shows up a lot. He's sort of paired off against Pinky. Um, <clears throat> what, what got me, I guess, was that he starts the show being this paragon of perfection. And he's just sort of an... In, and if he had stayed there... That would have been fine. You know, he would have fulfilled the role. But as we go through, he's torn up by various um, motivations. 
and he's not really sure what he what reason he has for diving but then he doesn't come to any interesting conclusions you know he he gets hung up on his dad's job but you're not there's no clarity about what his relationship with his dad is you know there's a lot of him become declaring that he's now friends with Okitsu and Tomo and you never see how he gets there um by the end of the show he's doing synchronized diving with Pinky uh because suddenly they're friends for reasons that go unexplained um it's just a lot of things where there was potent all of the plot points around yoichi could be told in an interesting way but then they just assert the conclusion without uh, justifying any of it so you know it's i uh it's like all the pieces are there and they just didn't do anything with it right like like to me it almost kind of feels like they sort of use Yoichi to just sort of, kind of, like, anytime they needed a character to do something, they just sort of used Yoichi as a stand-in. Like, when uh, Tomo was having his initial freak-out, like, when he was first mm-hmm. originally getting depressed, you know, uh, Yoichi pulls him aside and it's like, you know, this is a competitive world, you know, you gotta be careful. It's like, you know, I'm not necessarily your friend. Yeah. Like... And so it's like they needed that. So they needed Yoichi to do that. They needed somebody to be really, really torn up about like having a con- uh, conflict between what he wants to do and like living up to his family. So Yoichi gets to pull that. Right. Like, and I mean, ultimately, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today as well. Uh, Yoichi, like his whole freakout at the very end, it's kind of pointless not just because like it ends up not really having any consequence but you really could have just had that entire scene with tomo and it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever Mm. um like i I guess it's just supposed to be that the pressure is finally getting to him because he's really depressed about asaki leaving you know he he doesn't know what he's for some reason yeah exactly but it's like you could have just easily had tomo do this whole thing where he's like over practicing because he's trying to get his mind off of you know asaki leaving you know as far as he's aware mm-hmm. like <clears throat> a lot of times they just sort of use yoichi when they don't even need to i guess it's just because he's the older one and he's kind of i mean i'm sorry to say it like this but he's also kind of the hot one so mm-hmm. he, he's more attractive than yoichi so they want to put more focus on him i guess yeah and L- and despite the fact that you have a show centered around mostly naked boys uh playing in the water they really didn't take advantage of any of that you know they didn't they the the friendships were never told in a way that was interesting they just seemed random and haphazard there was there's nothing to get excited about with how these characters related to each other the one exception being the relationship that they destroyed in the first half of the show with miyu and tomo Um, so when when she showed up again in the last episode i was like all right she's back but she she didn't do anything and if it was all positive, but so, you know, whatever. But anyway, so I, I think that, you know, weirdly, even though we, don't, we we didn't talk about some of the major plot points, a lot of stuff feels so ag- aggressively mediocre that you don't have to to get a sense of what the show's about. Yeah, like, I, I think I think we were actually some of the only people that I saw who were kind of willing to give the show a bit more of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because I saw a lot of people 
early on who were kind of writing off the show. It's like, oh, this is just boring. This is just a dive clone. Or this is just a free clone. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we kind of were like, no, there's actually something more interesting here. Turns out we were the wrong ones. They were the ones who were right in the end. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were right, but they weren't right for the right reasons. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Well, that confusing um, sentence aside, um, I appreciate your time, Matt. I appreciate absolutely uh, your input, and I appreciate the fact that we don't have to watch Dive anymore. <laughs> I am too. So I'm gonna swim on out of here. Did did that need to be said? Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme music is "Fly High" by Burnout Syndromes, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Koshiencast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiencast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training. Keep training.